Uh, last week I started a, I knew it would be probably a couple parts, and I believe it would just be a two-part message entitled, What in the World is Going On? It's been a tough week, a couple weeks now for people all across the world uh, watching what's happening in Afghanistan. And there's a real question. Does the Bible speak to what's happening in the world today? Or is the Bible just for, you know, ancient times of Israel and uh, for what they were going through? And actually, the Bible is for every generation, every, every time. And I'm going to get in Romans chapter 1 here in a little bit, and it's going to, we're going to look at that in a different light. I actually saw this and heard this taught by David Reagan uh, at one point, and I've looked at it since and have a witness of it in my own heart. But just to kind of go back to where we are as a people, with our emotions of fear, grief, confusion, and anger, it's really a time for us to dig deeper in love and the love of God. It's the plan of the enemy for us to be overcome by fear and grief and confusion. But 1 John 4, 1, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm receiving it right now, folks. Per, the perfect love of the Father casts out that fear that, that you're dealing with in your mind and your emotions. Because fear involves punishment, and the one he fears is not perfected in love. Lord, I want to be perfected in love. How about you? Lord, I want to go deeper in love. I want to trust that you... This, this is First John. This is the, the, the book that says God is love. And that all my relationship with you is founded primarily on, on you being... That God is love, and you can work that deeper and deeper into my own heart and life. Thank you, Father. Then, you know, that allows us, when we are free in this, you know, intense, in this growing intense environment, to continue to grow in love with Him, then it can flow out of us, can it? But I just want to kind of jump into the, some, some obvious things about our current event situation, but I just want to jump into it before we get into Romans 1 so you get the context of where I'm at. That I am, I'm just so concerned about how things were handled in Afghanistan, and I'm going to also mention in, in a moment the, uh, the border crisis on our southern border. That, yes, it sounds understandable, uh, in Afghanistan, our troops have been there too long. They, they're in a land of a people that will not have peace among themselves. The previous administration had a plan working toward pulling our troops out. So, okay, it sa- sounds understandable. We don't want to jeopardize our troops anymore. But, my goodness, the way it's turned out and the way it was handled. Now... Americans and other uh, people from other nations and allies of our nation are trapped in that day, hundreds to thousands of them, lives in danger. We've left thousands of, of our own built weaponry, high-tech weaponry now for terrorists to use against us and, and, I, and our allies and innocent people. A friend of mine is... Uh, has a friend whose son is a Marine. This week, what he was saying and what he was discovering uh, in his connections back to Afghanistan, because he was in Afghanistan and just returned two months ago. He was in a medic unit. And he was heartbroken because they didn't leave enough medic, uh, medics and supplies there for what's happening right now with the suicide bombing to treat the wounded and so forth. And one of his uh, friends was not responding to him. He's concerned about her safety. He said, we could, we could be put, put back in there and one day have a mobile medic unit established there. One day. He said, the drone images that have uh, gone out over the countryside and other places around the country have pictures of just piles of dead bodies. 
around the country. It's this, mar- this Marine is just so torn up inside. The open borders situation, it sounds, you know, it sounds so compassionate. Let's give others a chance to new life. That, 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 that's good. Let's do that. Wow, that sounds humanitarian. That sounds like we're caring for people. But the way it was handled has become a disaster for everybody. In the month of July, there was 212,000 came through the border in illegally that month. That's 6,800 uh, a day. What do you do with that many people? I, I saw a video of a helicopter just swooping through an area of one of these border cities, and it was a, a place where they had a lot of highways and, and uh, you know, underpasses. With, and so there was these bridges everywhere, and there was just thousands of people just camped out and roped in all under these bridges as far as this helicopter was flying, just thousands and thousands of people. So now... Child abuse is up. Child abandonment is up. Uh, the uh, sex trafficking is on the rise among these people. And in those border towns, uh, there's evidence terrorists are coming through. The drug cartels have taken advantage of this. COVID-19 is spreading like crazy uh, through that. This, th- they've had to take resources from the east, east west, and northern border uh, 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 resources to help them. Uh, so they're lacking without one of the most unusual things. Seven states have sent either National Guard or law enforcement down, down, down to uh, these cities to help. The Arizona and Texas governor wrote all the governors and said, please send uh, help because we need to protect the sovereignty of our nation on our border. And so it sounded good at the beginning, but in the end, it, it was bad fruit. It's been a disaster and it's been hurtful for everybody involved. So I used this phrase last week. I want to use it again. I used this term. I believe there's global bad actors. That these aren't national uh, decisions. These aren't political decisions. It's much bigger than that. It's, there's a global bad actors out there. And I pointed to first Ephesians chapter six, where Paul describes that what we can't see in the physical world, that there's a spiritual world beyond what we can see with the physical. And he's saying that you need to stand firm and put on the full armor of Christ, uh, because there's this struggle in the spiritual realm. And in uh, verse 12 of Ephesians 6, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers and against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So I see that there's some backed actors in the heavenlies, these, these demons that have rulership and authority over certain areas of the world and certain... And, and these are pouring out temptation and evil and even directions to those who will listen. Those who will receive that. And I believe that there are, that there are, there are these uh, international level type power brokers with great money and power that are being influenced by these powerful demons. So in Romans chapter 1, in this passage of verse 18 on down to the rest of the, the chapter, we're going to read portions of it. God is actually revealing um, through the writings of Paul here how a judgment on a, a society and on a nation can unfold. David Reagan says that when we look back to the late 1880s, there was a couple things that happened that our society, starting from Europe and then America, uh, embraced. One was Darwinism. That evolution was uh, the right way to look at life. That life didn't come from God. It didn't come from a creator. That humans are just another animal. There's not the value of human life. And, and, and it's, it's based on evolution. So God is not... 
Uh, either he doesn't exist or he's not creator. The other thing that happened through that enlightenment period was higher criticism of the way people started viewing, the scholars started viewing the Bible, that the Bible's not sacred, it wasn't uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and, and, uh, and then brought to man as God's love letter to man, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Instead, uh, we use modern methods to come up with ancient, um, uh, you know, to look at ancient writings, and there's myths, and there are legends and mistakes in it. And so it moved the Bible for something that's honored, revered, to it's just another book that is, you know, has some, uh, a lot of influence, but it's a bunch of myths. And so Romans chapter 1, verse 8, 18 says this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all godliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That these movements of taking God doesn't exist because we don't need a creator and that the Bible is nothing uh, unique from the Lord himself. It's just a work of man. It's suppressing the truth in unrighteousness. And so what happens next when man does that? So let's jump down uh, to verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was, a, was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of a corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed animals and crawling creatures. So they took this glory of God and they just said, hey, he's no more special than just created things, birds and animals, and that's what we are. We're just animals. And he says, you know, God's judgment is actually a removal of a layer of his protection from these onslaughts of temptation that our nation, America, that was really founded on Judeo-Christian values based on the Ten Commandments and our society based around those kind of biblical values. So we've had a protection on us. And when God removes that layer of protection, that means there's this, this temptation to come and man gets to choose what, what he's done. So what, what happened? So in the late, teen, uh, late 1800s and into the 1900s, these things came over our society. We embraced them. The Ten Commandments were, were removed out of school saying that, hey, God is not wise. We have more wisdom than what God can give. Prayer was moved out of the schools in uh, the early 1960, and God is not needed, and we don't need prayer in schools. And abortion happened in 1973, saying that God is not a creator. We can decide what we do with little babies and, and our wounds. So that's what unfolded. That's how we responded to this, this layer of protection being brought aback. So let's keep reading. Verse 24, this chapter. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to their bodies, would, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them, for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And the verse, and verse 30, 24 says, Therefore God gave them over into the lust of their hearts to impurity. And so what's happened is, is that this, uh, because we responded with removing uh, prayer and, and his commandments out of schools and abortion, then there's been another layer of, of and, and actually, I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting my timeline mixed up. So when we responded back in the early 1880s, and so God brought his protection back, the 1960s happened was the sexual revolution where he released uh, us another layer of protection, and so we were turned over to lust of their hearts to impurity, verse 24. And so what's happened since the 1960s? That lack of protection uh, did a wave of perversion of now it's in, into homosexuality. Verse 26. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged natural fun function 
for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandon their natural function of the woman and burn in their desire toward one another, men with men, committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. When God brings judgment and, and the results of sin is great pain and suffering, and, and what has happened in, in these last a uh, uh, couple generations now in our country as we have higher divorce rate and broken families and the pain of that. We have, uh, we have fatherlessness and the pain of that and all the, uh, the brokenness that comes from crime comes out of fatherlessness. And so it's designed to get our attention. God's judgment's design is to wake us up and turn to him. And so that direction of the society embracing this uh, new uh, norm of, of homosexuality, though the Bible says in a common sense it is unnatural, we find in the su- Supreme Court of the United States makes this same-sex uh, marriage legal in June of 2015. And so we make legal this uh, decay of our nation, moral decay. And then this next verse is where I want to spend a little time with. That, and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. And folks, I believe that's where we are. Unfortunately, I believe that that's where certain leaders are. These global bad actors that are uh, interacting internationally. that they've been turned over with a depraved mind. There's nothing more illogical, folks, than encouraging a child uh, to take hormonal medical treatments or surgeries to change their body function, the the body that they were born with. How, How could a mind do that? Depraved means, you know, a number of things. It can mean reprobate, morally corrupt. It can mean unprincipled. Unprincipled, it doesn't have order to it. It doesn't have uh, purpose and, and design to it. And so the ends justify, justifies the means. And so it really doesn't matter. It just sounded good. We, we had an end goal and whatever happens, happens. And so it's unprincipled. And so chaos and, and pain and hurt and destruction happens. And it doesn't matter if you have values like the Ten Commandments, the Judeo-Christian values, you go, hold it, the way something unfolds, the way we act, the way we do something and behave is as important as, as how to get there as to where we're going. We want to speak the truth, but we want to speak it in love according to the Bible and grow up into all aspects to Christ. We want to be like Christ in the way what we say and how we do things. The scripture bears weight on our character. But unfortunately, depraved minds can have a goal and they don't care how it gets there. The, the character doesn't matter. And so I say to you that depraved minds in this statement here on the screen. They do not follow logic. Depraved minds will use unprincipled or corrupt methods to reach their goals. Last week I showed you this image and I was trying to describe to you how, uh, you know, the, the, the world, the international world has at least, and this is seven, and you can break it up and make it nine or ten more. But there's really cultures that that dominate the, the world scene and there's arts and entertainment and business, which be the... Also, the corporate world, the tech world, the, the church world, education uh, of all grade levels through uh, 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 college and so forth, family, media, government, that perhaps military fits in uh, government or be their own. I know in this day and age, we are dealing with confusion from the healthcare industry. Does that fit into business or is that another column? But our trusted healthcare industry that we've depended on. We're getting two, three, five different directions and we're having to really figure out how do I get good information because they're putting out different information constantly. And that spirit of confusion is not helpful 
for any of us. I believe it's part of these global bad actors of demons in the heavenlies affecting elites. All it takes is a few decision makers in each one of those seven areas who are making decisions to have this depraved mind and that's filtering down and affecting the masses. And the masses, what, what is this? What are you doing? What are you going this direction for? And that's unfortunate that we as believers, if it, it really looks like we have stayed in our church world too much, folks, that church world was to be expanding in all the, that the kingdom of God is in all realms. Not just on Sunday morning, it's this, is to, this Sunday morning, these gatherings, these small groups, these Bible studies are to send us out empowered into the realms of God's creation. I want to go on in this chapter and to explain some things that Paul does. It's actually kind of surprising. At the end of chapter 1 and then going on in chapter 2, I, I don't want to leave this out. But he goes on in the, at the end of the chapter, verses 29 through 32, and I'm just going to tell you, there's a list of 22 evils and sins that he lists that are being judged. And if you look at the list, you're going, man, this is a, this is a, a lot of different things in here. You know, there's, there's horrible things like murder, haters of God. There's inventors of evil and, you know, these really, you know, terrible things. But then there's some other things in there that in this list that, hmm, uh, greed and envy, strife and gossips and uh, boastful and disobedient to parents and untrustworthy. And you're going, okay, that kind of, you know, is not too far. It's not one of those really bad sins. That God is holy and pure, and he, he does judge all sin, folks. He doesn't do this great level thing and just say, hey, you know, uh, that's really bad stuff. I'm going to judge. I'm going to let you guys slide. No, listen, we are the church. He wants us beautiful like him. He doesn't leave us out of his purification process. And that's what it is for us. And that's what he goes on in chapter 2. Paul says, be careful who you pass judgment on because you may be doing some of the same things. Just be gut honest. You're not perfect either. Let's, let me look at your motivations. Let me look at your behaviors and attitudes. And sure enough, he's got some purification to do. So this God that, that is talking about judging these evils in the earth, these different levels, he says in Romans 2, 4, or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? So, so be thankful for the grace of God and the kindness of God. He continues to draw us to him because that's, that's what he's doing. So in the earth, I put it like this. God is purifying you and me while others he's judging. But even in the judgment, he is trying to wake them up to him and give them repentance. It's still all about bringing people to back to the Lord. Jesus taught in such deep, deep theological ways. But a lot of his stuff is just simple. Common sense, simple. Like we mentioned last week, Matthew 12, 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. And he repeats that in other places. It's just logic. The tree is known by its fruit. We can make a lot of decisions just by seeing how it turned out, seeing what are the effects of it. And, and that's why, again, I'm going to bring on it. Stephen, what are you talking about, you know, political things so much today? Want you, is, does the Bible address our, our life today in real ways? I, I believe it does. And I want to say that these, and I'm going to use this term far left. I'm going to define it for you a little bit. That I believe the far left is where these Leaders are open to these, these demonic global actors. And it's not a political statement. It's a statement that says classic liberalism knows what, much of what was in our federal government still is. 
the, the left, classic liberalism, has a balancing effect to the conservative side of our governments, and it kept us in a, a, a moderate flowing together. And unfortunately, there's the, again, it's a powerful select few that are really overtaking uh, many of the, 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 the decisions of the Democratic Party. I'm glad to see there are Democrats that are standing up and saying, no, we don't want to go there. Because that's, that's not what we understand what the left is. And so this, this far left approach to, to things is, I believe, depraved. It doesn't make sense. And, and I'll give you one because they're, they're pro- promoting communism and socialism. And they, they really don't hide it, folks. I'm not saying something that, you know, it's like I, I saw a secret little you know, article nobody else saw, and it's ev- no. I mean, this is this is how they how they approach things. It's a socialistic, communist approach. And the thing about it, millennials and I and I saw this stat: thirty percent, thirty six percent. That's over a third of millennials, 25, 25 to four years old, uh, agree with or think communism is a good concept because it sounds good, folks. It sounds good. We're going to help everybody be on the same level economically. That's the goal. We're going to, and it sounds so good. Let me, let me tell you some of the fruit of communism. Economically, in the past, before they tapped into capitalism, China and Russia were one of the, some of the poorest nations and people in the world. Cambodia, Eastern Bloc nations, Venezuela, when they turned in this direction, they, they, they went to poverty. Folks, there's nothing encouraging economic, economically about uh, communism and socialism. And what happens is it's not, oh, uh, we're going to, it's we're going to make you, and that's what Marxist communism is, which we will force it in the streets. We will force this on people. And that's why in communist China there was, uh, 60 million murdered who were dissidents to the, to the government and 20 million in Russia. Murdered because they didn't agree with the. It's not democracy. Rule, the people rule each other and, and bring in representatives to lead them. It's, it's, a, it's a, t- a totalitarian takeover. They... We're, we feel so weird about censorship and, and what's happening on YouTube and Facebook and they're just taking down big people's opinions and that's so weird to us. Listen, that's life in communist the world. Everything filtered through that they can get their hands on in the media. That's just normal. They suppress the truth. And it sounds like, you know, they're going to honor people. And listen, Christians in communist countries are persecuted and killed and put in jail. That's, that's the history of communism and the church. That's what's happening right now around the world. And China is it's ramping up their persecution right now. This affects this affects uh, Sean Ellis and, and Katie and their family in Taiwan because their, their, their little island, Taiwan, is, you know, wants to be and is independent of China. But China, if, if they feel like uh, I was communicating with Sean last week uh, by texting as a messenger, actually, and, and he said, there's this fear over our nation. They deal with a lot of fear anyway. They... They, they've been shut down for three months as a church. They haven't met in person for three months because they had an, an increase of, of COVID-19 and they've, they shut down all the services and so they haven't been able to meet, meet together at all now for over three months. But he says, we fear that if China attacks, the USA won't support us and won't back us up. And so we're dealing with that fear right now. So, folks, I want us to be careful of what sounds good. Look, test the fruits. It's just common sense. Look at the fruit. Look at history. Proverbs 29, 2 says, When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. 
But when a wicked man rules, people groan. People have been groaning these last couple weeks and more. And I'm not just talking about President Biden. I feel like, again, he has... Uh, uh, he has advisors and cabinet around him and there's these bad actors internationally in the corporate tech world that have money and power and the dumb demons above that. I mean, it's just not Biden, uh, you know, it's, he's, there's a whole system here, international system of power going on here, folks. Matthew chapter 7, we need to Beware of what Jesus said to be aware of. He said, beware of false prophets. And I believe this can be, again, leaders who speak and they sound good, who come to you in sheep's clothing. It looks so good on the outside, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree Bears bad fruit. It's just common sense, folks. Be careful of how things are presented. Matthew 23, 28 says, So you too outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. The depraved mind is is good with lawlessness. It's unprincipled. It doesn't need order. It doesn't need uh, connection and process to build and to do things well. It's, it's the, the goal that matters. Matthew 24, verse 12 says, Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will go cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I'm just imagining Afghan Christians right now. They lean on every single word of these texts because lawlessness has increased. Most people's love will go cold. Lord, I don't want my love to grow cold. But the one who endures an end will be, Lord, I want to endure to the end. Lord, give me grace. This is so hard. Uh, I, I read off uh, on the FAI uh, Frontier Lines International. Martin Mallers, a part of that uh, missions organization, does a lot in Israel and the Middle East. And they had a quote from somebody they've, they've ministered in Afghanistan. They know people in the Afghan church. And it said, fathers are giving guns to their daughters and saying, you choose if you're attacked, kill the attacker or kill yourself at your choice. Father, have mercy. Have mercy. Make Make ways of escape. Make, Lord, may those who will be or have been or will be martyred, may there be fruit of their death before you and unto you. We know you will reward them greatly. We know that in heaven there's great reward for martyrs. But Lord, may the revival continue of the second fastest growing church in the world continue by your mighty power. We pray for miracles like that that your angelic powers, your Holy Spirit work in a way to show a violent terrorist that, no, you're not going to do this. You're not the most powerful thing here. And reveal who you are to terrorists as well. So we have a choice ourselves, folks. Cold hearts or endure and salvation until a great harvest. See, that's what verse 14 says of, this, uh, of this, this, this verse I just read. This gospel kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. See, the Islamic world is, is largely, an, you know, the gospels aren't in there in, in many communities of the Islamic world. And God is increasing his church. And Iraq is supposedly known as the fastest growing church in the world, and Afghanistan has the second fastest growing church in the world. I, I received, um, uh, I don't know if how many of you have, have heard of Robbie Dawkins. 
Robbie Dawkins is a minister that travels around the world specifically teaching on how to pray for the sick and pray uh, for God to do miracles. Oh, I, I, I lost it in here. It's in here somewhere. I know the gist of it. Yeah, I, 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 I've got the gist. Don't worry. And Sean, Sean Foyt, uh, if you've heard of him, he's a similar. He's a worship leader. doing worship outside events in different cities and so forth around the country and the world and around the country. But he's been around the world. Both Robbie Dawkins and Sean have been in the Afghan church ministering these past number of years. And it's you know, very dangerous when you hear them talk about it. But God is moving. And God is answering prayer and doing healings and miracles in, in their countries. And Sean Ford says, some people are raising money uh, for people to, to help them flee and so forth. And I'm raising money to help those who are going to stay in Afghanistan. And actually, in the scriptures, we have both happening... Uh, Matthew uh, 10 says this in verse 22 and 23, You will be hated by all because of my name, but is the one who has endured to the end who will be saved. But whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. So God has ways of escape. This is an encouragement that that's, that's one of your options under persecution is, is to flee to another city. And so Robbie Dawkins, what he was saying, his point was this. As he's saying this Afghan church is strong, it's growing. They, they know how to pray, they know how to trust God, and they're seeing miracles. And just like Saul, who hadn't become Paul yet in Acts chapter 8, was leading a persecution against Christians and killing and arresting Christians in Acts chapter 8. That the Apostle Paul, uh, that, that what happened in Jerusalem, this was happening in the city of Jerusalem, that those believers scattered. And it says in Acts chapter 8, verse 4, Therefore those who had been scattered went abroad preaching the word. And so what Robbie is saying, uh, the devil thinks he's going to just get total victory, but he's not because what's happening is this powerful church is getting scattered and they're going to preach uh, God's word in every city they flee to, fly, uh, flee to every uh, state and nation and, and place they go. They're on fire for God and they're taking the gospel with them. So I'm not going to get into another uh, a set of scriptures and so forth. I'll, uh, I'm excited about next Sunday. David Rock is going to be preaching and teaching the word next Sunday. Right. Out of the next chapter, Matthew 13, and it's, it's a chapter of parables. And I want to make comment to one of the parables right now. One of the parables is one of the two of the larger ones is, is that uh, called the tares and the wheat. And it feels more real than ever. Because in this field of wheat, at night an enemy came and he sowed weeds, tares, weeds and tares. And so the landowner didn't know that there was bad seed mixed in. But after you start seeing, and tares actually, they say in ancient Israel that tares has, you know, when they're young, it looks similar to wheat, so you wouldn't catch it early on. Not until it's growing taller. And then they realize, the servants realize that, oh no, um, uh, master, guess what happened? We, something, you know, we didn't do this promise, but there's tares going up with the wheat now, we can tell. And you, you know how it, that's, that's an intensity. That means this wheat is having to, to, you know, grow with fighting for soil and fighting for uh, air and energy and, and sunlight. And so there's this intensity. But the landowner was wise and he said, don't pull them up. Because if you pull them up, you're going to tear out the roots of the good roots of the wheat. Just let them grow alongside. Indicating there, there is going to be a time where 
seasons where it's intense, where evil is growing along with the righteousness and the power of God's people. Spreading his church, spreading his kingdom in all regions of the earth and all levels of power, but at the same time, evil is growing. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? But the end of this parable is so sweet. It's so awesome. Verse uh, 1330 says, Allow both to grow together until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, First gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up. But gather the wheat into my barn. Later on with this, when it's explained deeper, it talks about this, this end time harvest of the world. And what he does to his people. What God sees in us, what he's doing us. Like I said, he's purifying us while he's judging others, hopefully to get their attention and reach them for the harvest. But it says in verse 43, it says, Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Oh, Father, we... We want this. We want this, Lord. That, Lord, in the midst of this intensity of evil growing around us that there's a grace and a power for us to continue to grow in purity and holiness faithfulness oh and yes and that the sun of righteousness would shine through us Lord that this season on the earth you wanted us here we're divinely placed here let's take a moment to worship the Lord wait on the Lord and then I'll have the prayer altar people let me go ahead and ask the prayer altar people to go ahead and come up and just be available for prayer for anything in a few moments, there's going to be a, a prayer line posted on the, the web there for those in this 30 minutes here on Sunday morning to receive prayer. We're praying, people. We want to pray for you. Purify us, O oh God. We confess sin. We repent of sin. We want you to purify us, Lord. We want to shine like the sun. We want to be a part of this world harvest that you're doing.
that you dealt with recently or over the last number of months as things have been so ramped up in intensity perhaps it's because and if you're online listening or on YouTube or here because you don't know the Lord you don't have a chance to battle this thing you want Jesus the Prince of Peace to rule and reign in your heart and I'm going to read this verse again for all of us out of 1 John 4.19 that there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear that's what happens in salvation His, he comes in and he pushes out fear because fear involves punishment and you don't have to fear punishment when you have a relationship with Jesus and the one who fears is not perfected in love and you can begin a life of being perfected in love, growing deeper in this And so I want to pray for both of us who know the Lord and those who don't, if you don't it's, this, is, this is the opportunity, this is the chance to say I, I want to miss judgment, I want to miss hell I want to know you Lord I want to turn away from my sin and turn to you and give you my all, give you my heart, my life, everything. I don't want to hold anything back. I want to give myself totally to you. And be a child of God now and forever. Let's pray. If you don't know the Lord or if you've been falling away for, for months or years and not sure, this is your ta- chance to, I'm, I'm praying with you, join us in this prayer. Say a prayer like this. Lord Jesus, I want to come back to you. I want to turn away from my direction and turn to you and get rid of my sin and ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me by your blood from all my sins. Come into my heart. I make you Lord and ruler of my heart, of my life. I want to be a child of God forever. I don't want to miss a day. I thank you that, that, that you promise me your faithfulness. And by your grace, I will be faithful to you all the days of my life. And Lord, those of us that are already children of God, and, and yet fear has been getting in your mind and wants to overcome. In the name of Jesus, fear does not have lordship over me. Jesus has lordship over me. In the name of Jesus, Christ has authority over me, not fear. I don't follow fear. I don't follow that spirit. I follow the Holy Spirit. So I put on the full armor of God and I take a stand against that fear. I put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just do that right now. Let's just take it a moment. Lord, we put on the belt of truth around our waist. We believe in your word is truth. Your word sanctifies us. Lord, by faith, we we put on the breastplate of righteousness. It's your righteousness. It comes from your blood. It protects our hearts. Gives us protection. We shine with your righteousness. Thank you, Lord. We, We put on the shoes of peace that are mighty and stable and strong. So we can continue to march forward following you. Not backward in fear, but following you and faith and peace the shoes of peace Lord Lord a helmet of salvation that gives us the mind of Christ it's a free gift of God through your salvation 
I don't have to follow these these uh, thoughts of, of the wandering thoughts of fear, Lord. I have the authority of Christ in my mind, the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Protects my mind. Thank you for the shield of faith, Lord God, and extinguish all the fire darts of the evil one that keeps us marching forward, Lord. That this shield is anointed, this shield is, has faith in you. Lord, thank you. We have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's available uh, all the time in our, in our heart, in our mind, in our words, Lord. We speak the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. We're free from fear. That, Lord, we receive. That there's no fear in love. We receive your love. That perfect love casts out fear. We receive your love. Thank you, Lord, that you bless us into this week. Lord, we're, we're dressed for victory. We're dressed for peace this week. Thank you, Lord, that fear does not have rulership over us. You have rulership over us. Thank you, Lord, that, that Lord, you're purifying us. Lord, we, we welcome your convicting Holy Spirit to con- purify us as your beautiful bride. And thank you, Lord, that we believe that we're in the middle of harvest time here in Kentucky here in the United States, here in the world it's harvest time Lord the prodigals that we know we, we believe for their harvest to come back, those that we are ones who are in bondage, we believe you're setting them free and bringing them back thank you Lord, we're in a harvest time we're going to see harvest we're going to continue to plant seeds we're going to water seeds Lord, but we believe we're also going to see harvest coming in to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you. Jesus rules our minds, not fear. Hallelujah. Lord, we receive that perfect love of the Father. There's no greater power and strength. God is love. I'm going to bless you off into your week. Have a great week. So thank you for coming. You have God's Spirit with you. Feel free to stay in this worship song. They're going to keep doing it. You're receiving from the Spirit right now. Just stay stay there. Feel free to visit out in the gathering place. We have people that want to pray for you. We want to pray for you as well online. Have a great week. Love you guys.